Yeah, it does sound smooth as smooth as all butter on all popcorn. All the popcorn has butter when that thing is on every piece, even the kernel. What's the first guitar you ever had? The first guitar I've ever had was an Ibanez Geo. Has that been recording the whole time? No, a little bit. Oh, cool. But yeah, first guitar, Ibanez Geo was 17. I think I said it in the Taos interview, but um, yeah, like I asked my pop to give me a guitar, and it's like it came with like a it came with like a Paul Gilbert and Marty Friedman DVD, like basic beginner stuff, how to pick, how to strum, the basic chords. The first chord I ever learned was an E minor because it's like two strings that you gotta hold and it's like a full string. It's like, basically you use your middle and your finger on the A and D and just let it rip. And it's like, you know, just practice your strumming with that and then I learned a D and then I learned a G. So I, once I learned a C, I wrote my first song. It was a pretty basic song, but uh, I wrote it all on this, uh, on this Ibanez Geo, which, um, you know, I practice hard for like six months straight. You know, everything from like swollen fingers to calluses to sore fingers and, you know, really just trying to work on getting their finger strength up. So it just all came into like full circle, but it's like I wanted, before I wanted to present, at the time you, Jacoby, Chris Perkins, and Russell Jimenez, like y'all were and Lizzie Burns together Oh, Lizzie Burns. Oh, Lizzie Burns, high school band. And it's like, I, I was like, man, the only people that really just knew, like, firsthand and had their first experience is, like, watching you guys. Like, it's like almost like, I don't want to sound like a fan or nothing, you know, but it was just, you know, I guess you could say at the time I was a fan because it's like I'm on the outside, I'm looking in. I went to the band practices. Uh, seeing the gather, seeing the get together, and you know, I could see the frustration in everyone's faces between sets, including Darius. I forgot about Darius because uh, I don't know he's he's been in and in and out of the picture most of the time. But shout out Darius, shout out Darius. I think think he's still left here. No, oh, oh, he moved. Oh, he moved. Though. Yeah, I think he he lives in Tennessee. He lives some fucking where up north, but uh. Y'all check out his uh, Twitch live stream. He does it like three times a day. Doomer Rang at twitchtv.com. Y'all know what time of the day it is. It's Third Coast Podcast. It's me and Cleve chilling, you know, doing the thing. Uh, learning about getting diving back into the music world has been tough on me. Like, I mean, because now I got the money. I can buy what I want. Right. But it's like, 
man, you know, when I got this, you know, and y'all have been playing for so long, like, you can just pick it up. And even Kobai picked it up the other day and was playing some shit. And I'm just like, let me practice my little scales I got yeah. going on, you know? <laughs> and that's the base of it all. It's like, you know, a lot of musicians have different ways of learning. Uh, when I started learning, uh, I practiced cover songs a lot because, like, just to get the feel of, like, how it feels. I guess, like, in my head, like, I just, I wanted to, like, feel what it would feel like to be a rock star without sounding cliche. And um, actually playing along with the song, nailing it, and playing with it well, but also trying to, like, gather as much information as I can about a particular song because it um it, it teaches a lot more about scales the way uh riffs build up break down how the bass is implemented today how drums are implemented and then the singer basically holding it all together it um it has a wide array but just like the reason why i chose guitars because i can't sing and uh, I think we were talking about this the other day. It's like, you know, a lot of people who take up instruments can't sing, can't sing. So they use the instrument to replicate, you know, thoughts of a process that would be in vocal form, but it's in note form or vibrations. I've always felt like, I mean, you can, anybody can sing a little bit if you get lessons and shit, but some people are just natural gifted singers and it, it sucks as a musician to... Look at that, you know what I'm saying? Right, to find out the hard way that you don't have the gift of singing. It's like... I'm a shower singer now, that's, or <laughs> a, alone in the car singer. So is every SoundCloud rapper. So it's like a shower singer, but, you know, a few of them blew up. So I guess there is a voice for everyone out there in today's age, whereas versus back then, it's like you have to have the voice of a god or an angel or something sent from otherworldly measures to you know achieve a status but now anybody can do it and you never know just that one thing one little thing 10 minutes of fame dude they say everybody gets it right and that's where it comes back like being we talking about music it's like it's been it's been quite a few years since i picked up a guitar and played with a band as a whole because uh i think on the interview i mentioned like our last drummer just ghosted us. Like, he just up and left. So it's like, they really kind of put a dent. Like, I'm not blaming him for the reason why I stopped playing, but it did, like, lower the motivation to continue on something that wasn't complete. Yeah. Like, I could write all the material in the world, but what I'm going to do with it if I can't record it or produce it without the proper tools and the full set and then... I don't like program drums because I feel like it robs from the it robs from the original sound produced that I would desire for it to be given per yeah. se. Because it the uh, natural feel maybe the natural feel of it. You know, it's like I feel like it's an amazing bass player as James is, you know, Kobai's alright now. Like well back then when he was saying like he was you know, he was getting to his peak, you know, a lot of potential there. It's just we struggle with drummers because I guess the technicality of it all, Colin was probably the most energetic about it and he just played hard. You know, every set or every practice he'll break a stick. It's like, dude, like 
you gotta like lighten up. It's just to him, the hard field is the natural field because like most people play with their hands and most people play with their arms. Like he was a bit more of both. Like in a sense, just like really just aggressive. like really aggressive and have to feel what they're playing. And I and I get that. Like I support that a hundred percent. So why it's a lot of why people play music loud in their cars because like they want to feel what they're listening to, and on that scale. You know, every every performance is a throwdown, even if it's just a jam session. It's like, man, we be rocking the fuck out at band practice, like full on, sweat in the face. See, that, that's, Forty minutes in, gotta take a break. I and can't wait to get back to that level. Same I miss here. It, dude. Yeah, same here. Like I've been, I've been slacking so much, and I've um. Yeah, I haven't really been as proactive with the guitar. When you told me you was buying a bass, I was like, well, shit, yeah, it is the year. 2022 is coming. You know, you, new year, new possibilities. And shit, with you with a bass and I got my acoustic, man, we could get some... Get some tunage going yeah, we or get some, something. Yeah, yeah, we could get some mobile tunage going on. Uh, so, shout out Devin, because Kobai, shout out Kobai's punk ass, too, but... Yeah. Uh, the ginger shark. Anyways, the he pointed me in the direction to get with Ice Chest about uh, an amp, and Ice Chest asked me, "Do you want a practice amp, or do you want like a jam session amp, like full stack?" And I was like, "I need to get a practice amp while I can learn how to play again." You know, right? And the way I'm learning now is I'm doing sheet music too. Like when I was in band. So I'm taking what all the shit I learned from band mm-hmm. and applying it to the bass guitar. Now that's why you, while I was practicing that scale, I can actually practice that scale and read it on sheet music too. Hmm. So I'm taking it real slow, you know, and I want to do it the right way this time. So that's when sick. I can, like, you can present me like sheet music, like say it's Christmas time, like uh, let it snow or something. And I can read it and play it on the bass like I would play like the trombone or the baritone right. in the band. So yeah, because the formatting is all there, and that's what I—that's one it, thing that's crippled me is I don't know how to read sheet music. It's a, I can listen to a song, I can pick up tempos, I can read tablature. Hold up, I can actually, I can. We, I got a book and I can help you with that because I know it's got uh, like I kind of understand hand. like I know uh, like a circle with a like basically a note with a circle in it it's a half note a note that's fully you know like fully Hold. bold is yeah it's like a whole Hold note up. yeah and then each line represents uh, I guess I, I don't know if it's in a scale of C or E or how how the scale is for sheet music, but I think like each line, wherever the note is placed on the line, you have to accurately read if it's above the line or on the line. Yeah, and each note has a certain spot on the line too. So like a D, you have a certain spot, an E, a F, a G, an A, right. all that. And uh, you got different times too, which you play in. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got 4-4, four, four, you got 3-4. And all of that's recorded on sheet music. Yeah. And that's what I would love. That's why I would love to learn to read it because it's all there. It's not like tablature where you just get the base of the notes, but you have to keep listening to practice getting it up to speed and shit. What's cool about that, too, is when you have, like, everything put together, it sounds great because you're doing your part and it's all 
done already, basically. Right. But when you have everything together, it sounds perfect, you know? But, yeah, it's it's going to be fun. And just another little hobby that I keep adding on to other ones. <laughs> I to, uh, Shout out to China. She got me this for Christmas. And uh, I was telling her, I was like, look, it's just another hobby to take time away from you. <laughs> she loves the time away from you. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Most likely. But, uh, no, it's cool. It's, it's cool to be in a, a healthy relationship where right, I'm your partner on. wants you to be doing stuff that makes you happy. So yeah, I'm hating on you because you actually are in a relationship where you can do hobbies and she's not all like, well, why don't you want to be here with me? And all of it, all of that stuff, you know. But it just all varies into you know, what you want and being with the person that supports that as well. Just shouting y'all out. <laughs> so how was your uh, Thanksgiving, homie? My Thanksgiving? The Cleave Thanksgiving. Oh, man. It was great. Uh, Thanksgiving Day. Well, actually, the day before Thanksgiving, I got my daughter. Uh, we hung out. Then the next day, we went to my mom's. We had Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day there. And uh, I had my days mixed up, thinking that we were going to go to my brother's. But that was the next, the following day, Black Friday. But uh, Thanksgiving Day, went to my mom's, talked to her. You know, shout out mom and dad, my sister, my brothers. I got to catch up with everybody. Uh, my brother, David, he came from Texas. Like, he slid in with the surprise my brother. And, uh, yeah, we ate. I fucking fell asleep at my mom's house for like a couple <laughs> hours. And, you know, it's like, you know, you're more than welcome. Just take the shoes. I, I knew what she was doing. I, I took the bait. So as I took the shoes off, I got that recliner. Man. I took me like a two-hour nap. My daughter was playing with her cousin, which is uh my nephew, Aiden. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, Grover son. Yeah, yeah. Grover son. So yeah, they was playing for the most part, and shit, she was occupied. And sounds like it was a good time. And then Friday is when it went down because I got the meat. Well, it was my family. My dad didn't, so he he not a, a people person really, but he is. But he he's not like a social gathering person. But uh, but yeah, like we went to my brother's. I, I call it his villa or his estate because it's a big ass house. It, it it kept thirty people in there pretty comfortably. Like between the kitchen, the living room, the bed. The kids were in the bedroom away That's from so cool. the adults. And it's like, yeah. you still have other rooms in the house. Like, I'm not trying to, like, gas him up. But, man, it's a dope-ass spot. And, then, uh, yeah, it's just like a met they family. And, you know, it's like, I hung out. My daughter fell in love with the house. She wanted to stay the night. He wanted to keep it because, like, he, he wanted everybody to at least stay at his house one time. And uh, I stayed. That's got to be cool, though, to be, like, to have your whole family just be like, you You just tell your family, like, look, y'all all can stay. Like, everybody can just come go, over. Just come over. Yeah, just come over. I got a bed up here. I got a place where y'all can sleep. And See, that's how I kind of feel. Yeah. But, I mean, like, not on that scale. I can't house 30 fucking people. I mean, I can house with all my people, my fucking army yeah. children. I could house at least... Another four or family. Five, yeah, at least four or five more people. Easily. Yeah, you can house like a mama, dad. <laughs> I can't house like my whole fucking family. Right. <coughs> yeah, it was. <coughs> yeah, it was basically a uh, me, 
my fam, then his fiance, her family, and then her grandma and grandpa had showed up. So yeah, it was pretty nice. Like after everybody left, smoke sesh. Yeah, smoke sesh by the fire and shit. It's like I ain't wanna have all that out there. Yeah, I, I was pretty yeah, I got pretty baked on on uh both days. Ate a lot of food. It's very social, very active experience. My if my main thing was just making sure my daughter was happy and she was occupied. I went back the next day to go pick her up. She wasn't ready to leave. So it's like <laughs> me and my brother, we was out in the back, like like I look up to him a lot in a sense, cause like where he's at now, he was just giving me jewels like financially on basically like how to stay ahead. You know, he was giving me the jewels about like with the 401k, you know, at least try to get your 401k up to 10%. Like whenever you 10 and I 20, well I 10 down there by Lake Charles and uh, I 20 up there by Shreveport Monroe. What goes down the middle of Oakdale? Uh, that's 10, right? That's, uh, yeah, 10 and 165 if you're talking highways. Traveling down <coughs> 110 Looking at the same old busted buddy sign Why did they build Popeyes in that location? And why is there a car wash right next to it? But it's just a drive by town, it's Oakdale, Louisiana, just a drive by town. I don't know, but I'm playing bass on the podcast live right now. Cleve, what are you thinking about? You gonna freestyle right quick? <laughs> I don't think the world ready yet. I'm not ready for the world. <laughs> I love that thing, dude. I always wanted one, too. Always. Since I was like a kid. The first time I ever saw that motherfucker, I was like, a big-ass orange speaker? Because all the other, like, stacks and stuff for black. Right. What made you want to get a, a bass in the first place? What inspired you to play? I never heard your story. What? Oh, we're interviewing me? <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, interviewing uh, you. What got you inspired? Paul Gray from Slipknot. Mm. Nice, nice. And probably like Flea from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's a nice mix. That's yeah. a nice... Uh, I, would, I can't wait to see that unlocked whenever you start jamming in.
Guitar, and it's, it's definitely lightweight, really light. It's really light. That thing's like less than five pounds. I like to see what like a guy with a javelin could do it. <laughs> <laughs> it would like throw it from here all the way to the the dog pound. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a beautiful bass though. What color is it? Olive. Yeah. Olive Ibanez. Jamming on a orange, uh, you say orange practice amp, right? Yeah, with a tuner built into it. It's an Esteban. There's a, it's a guitar that a good friend of mine is actually uh, one of Jacoby's exes, uh, Madison. And shout out Madison. Yeah, shout out Madison. <laughs> shout out Maddie. Fuck Love Kobe. you, baby. <laughs> Fuck you, Kobe. <laughs> As uh, usual. Yeah, but uh, uh, it's like on 421 year, we were making tie dye shirts. And I made a, a pretty cool tie-dye shirt. It's my first tie-dye shirt I ever made. And I saw this guitar in the closet and I had asked her, I was like, do you play? So she was like, well, it was my grandmother's and she gave it to me. And, uh, but the only thing is, it's like one of the, it's like one of the tuning keys was busted on it. Yeah, the tuning keys were busted. It had no strings. And the truss rod was like, it pretty much like warped the guitar. So like I fixed most of it myself because at the time when I was learning guitars, which I still play and learn, um, I took it home, stripped it down, I cleaned and polished it. It's a I, pretty guitar. Yeah, like I've kept up with it over the years. I went through, I resoldered the cables like in the battery pack, uh, checked on the input jack, everything so I can place in order. And uh, whenever she gave me that guitar, it was like, uh, she was like, you got to give me your shirt. So I was like, okay. It's like, so the next time I see you, you're going to make a trade. And whenever I see you, you're going to get the guitar. And she was going to give me my shirt. Ended up going to jail that night. Uh-oh. And um, yeah, never made it. I had never made it down there. Cause uh, it's been it's been well over ten years <laughs> since I've had this guitar. Like I took this guitar with me to Colorado and like played music 
like in lounges, sports bars. I've even like done the like the sidewalk thing, but I didn't want to like impose on the locals and their hustle. But I'm just like a passing musician, just you know, jamming out with with some cool people. It's opened up a lot of possibilities, a lot of uh, different points of views that can occur from a musician or an artist, a painter, a dancer, a choreographer, or an architect, whoever you have the conversation with. I take all of that and try to apply it to my music. And that's basically all it is. It's just taking what you can learn and disregarding the rest of it because it's all in a matter of it's comfortability but it's not complacency like never become complacent you always want room for growth but you know grow in the areas that suits best like how you said paw gray and then fleece fleece Oh, Flea. I'm sorry. I said Fleece. What do you think of Fleece Johnson? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who that motherfucker <laughs> I like Fleece. you and I want you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not Fleece. Uh, flea, though. Yeah. It just... Wormhole. <laughs> My bad. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I just keep looking at this face, man. Things. Yeah, things beautiful. I'm glad you started back playing. Yeah, it's simple right now, but maybe in the future it'll be a lot better. If anything, it will be. 2022, new year, new possibilities. Anything can happen. I'm going to open up these. Uh, I need to quit smoking so much, but open up these vocal cords. I think I have a... I think I have a little bit of a singer somewhere inside of me. I just got to find it. You got to, yeah. You have to enable it. But that's in the future, maybe. We'll see. I've been playing with a little bit of singing, but more like along the other demographic. Like I'm practicing like with my rapping because I'll be doing live streams. Like I do live streams on a different app. And, uh, a lot of the time, like, I have music playing in the background. And, you know, it's it's just comfortability and, like, how well you can think of things on the spot in a, in a rhythmic pattern or a rhythmic form. And it's kind of like the same thing. It's like with riffs. It's like I find I like catchy riffs. You know, I like something that's got a nice tempo, anything between 150 to 220 beats per minute, which could be like a... Like a, a slow click or a fast click. That's like a 210 BPM. And then 150 will be like. You're pretty spot on with that lighter right now. And spot on with a couple of things. <laughs> In other news, yeah, the. Not to get off topic, but yeah, like with the financial gains and like I had brought that up earlier, but I never got to finish like the direction that I was going. Like the place I work at now, I did the math. The CEO makes $1,134 an hour. It's pretty intense. An hour, like this isn't salary we're talking. This is per hour because he's the CEO. 
and doing the math, and I was like, well, okay, what's 1% of that? And like 1% of what he makes, it's like, it was like $22.50. I'm gonna just round off the number. I'm gonna say it was like 22.50. I was like, so you mean to tell me that everybody making under $20 an hour is making less than 1% of what corporations pay them on a percentage scale? And it brings up the question of who really is the 1%. Is it them or is it us? <clears throat> because for people to go into their 401k and financially invest, you should never touch that. Yeah. Like that's like an absolute last resort. Like you've lost everything, you've been to jail, you got out and you started from nothing. And that's all you've got. Like that I can understand, but... In a sense, like where you have stability and you're able to maintain, I feel like as long as you have stability, there should be other ways to make other games in this game that we're playing through a cash system. Because like I said, we're the 1%. The hourly employees are the 1%. And then it goes up to supervisors and management. You know, they're in the 5%. And then you got the 10%, which is like your district managers, like the supervisor that's above the supervisor. And then you have the CEO, which oversees all of which, you know, and it's just the scale that just keeps going up. So to continuously climb the scale and everybody, to me, like everybody's moments represents a brick. That's why the pyramids are like such a grand scheme, because just think for every milestone you make is a brick. And then you going in together, you got all these bricks and all these milestones of things that you've done. And you're trying to conversate with somebody and give them the crown jewels. The conversation could either go like you're holding two pictures up. And it's like one, one picture is showing all of your milestones. And on the other picture is showing all of their milestones and achievements. And some people get offended and make it a pissing competition. It's like, oh, if you've done this, well, I've done this. It's like, bro, it's not even like this. You know, it's something greater than can supersede the next. Like, I'm trying to build, you know, I see potential in, in your picture. So let me, if I can give my opinion, this is what I should think you should do to grow your, your pyramid. And then I'll listen to your story and do the same thing. But if there's nothing there, then... It's just another milestone at the end of the day. It's like we broke even. You know, nobody received any gains from it. It was just a bunch of bullshit to pass the fucking time. It's just a bunch of shit to pass the time. Shit, I should write a book too. Right? There's a lot of people's book I would like if everyone were to like have the time to like write an autobiography. If it's definitely worth weeding, which I'm pretty sure it will be because to like read everyone's shame, their pride, what makes them happy, what makes them tick to see all of that word for word, it's like, yeah. You would have to pour, you have to pour your heart and soul into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, You'd have to sell your soul to write that book. But at least it'll be a damn good book that'll sell. What the fuck is that sound? I hear it too. Listeners, do y'all hear that? 
you may have to base boost and turn everything all the way up to here. But, but it was stopped. It sounds like metal grinding against metal in a circular motion. Yeah, probably crackheads. Anyway, <clears throat> we digress. Sorry, but uh, this is uh, Third Coast Podcast. Uh, you can check us out at 5000w's.thirdcoastpodcast.com on all major streaming podcast platforms and there's a fucking sound again <laughs> you know uh, you brought up earlier about like like Cherry Street and like Grove and stuff like that, but uh, right. The best thing about when you're struggling the hardest is the memories that you make when you struggle the hardest. You know what I'm saying? When you Absolutely. have when you have nothing, you have nothing but just the bare. Not even sometimes the bare essentials. Just what yeah, it is to get life. Yeah, just to get by the the will. To will the will to overcome all the bullshit that's thrown at you to keep keep going and keep trying and keep getting better, you know. Right. Yeah. The it definitely opens up the factor of like who's hungry and who's complacent because whenever you're struggling, when you're down on your last, you don't really have much. You uh. You become resource. Most people become. Most people become resourceful. I'm sorry if I'm scrambling my words again. No, you good. But yeah, like uh, most people do become resourceful, and they try to get it by any means, and that doesn't even necessarily have to be in a harmful way. But when when your mind is set to overcome obstacles. It's only one way to do it, and it's to push through and thank the people that, you know, that know the struggle and they see that and acknowledge that and choose to help, basically off of the generosity of goodwill versus a person who's bitter or cruel to the world and feels like they're entitled and the world owes them something. Go out and get it for yourself. But in that same fashion, too... There's memories that you can make. Uh, well, memories that you probably don't even realize that you make when you're doing, like, in the real struggle. You know what I'm saying? And, like, the people are there for you and the people that are, you know, help you through that struggle. They're still with you. And you don't even realize some of the cool-ass memories that you make with said people or just the memories you make when you're struggling or what you can conquer from the struggle. And when you look like when I look back on it, it's just like it's crazy, you know. Like yeah, you had us, yeah, yeah. I remember when you was down. Uh, most of the time, I believed you and Jacoby spent a lot of time together. I would pop up occasionally. A lot of my schedule would be intervened with work, you know, due to you know it's like trying to hang out and work at the yeah. same time. So. I wasn't there all those times, but I know I, re- I do remember texting you and 
Uh, like, just really, I think we all had something going on at the time. Like, yeah, just left the wife. Jacoby left his ex, got with this his current lady now. And, um, you know, a lot of things were changing. And I think I ended up getting a girlfriend after everything was said and done. And, like, everybody was making changes, settling down, getting single. But through all these struggles, there are good memories that still lay with the people either friends or even strangers. Most of my most of my encounters were with strangers. Just like on the past my like people I don't even know just like lend out a help a hand. That's where my uh, generalization comes from whenever I whenever I describe my struggle because I was in an area where I didn't have any family. It was basically like, you know, I'm a thousand miles from home so you know, it's like in a in a deeper sense, it's like I did everything I could to get a plane ticket, to get a bus ticket, just any way to get back and get like to get out and get back. And being alive to tell the tale, it's just a lot of things that go, you know, that can't be said in a short amount of time. It would take hours to go into details of each experience. You know how we should end this podcast? <clears throat> so, you want to uh, put that guitar back in your hand? I mean, what's tidbit? Like, you, you trying to get a jam session going on? Yeah, or? what's. I mean, you gotta instead of on? usually, you're uh, accustomed to the podcast world, to having great produced music from people that practice, but tonight. We're going to have a real live in the session, so just sit back, relax, and me and Khalif are going to slap something up. Yeah, and if not, we, I'm just going to edit the shit out and you won't never hear it. So. Yeah, we're, we're just simply going to mingle. And so just uh, sit back and en- enjoy this jam session? Maybe? Possibly. Perhaps. Perhaps. <clears throat> Sucks we couldn't take a better picture though earlier. That shit always sucks. Yeah, we'll get one. We'll definitely get one. Today, tomorrow, whatever. Yeah, probably tomorrow. How does it feel when you get old? You know what I'm saying? Like you get like fucking like old. You get them creaks in your back. Feels like it's just coming out of nowhere. It's just like sting and pain like Oh, I'm your sciatic nerve. You can't bend over and pick up shit. You know what I'm saying? Are you a dropper regular? I thought you tuned my guitar earlier. I did. I tuned it to standard. I guess I'll play and drop. down the new highway you know I remember when I was just a young 
teen walking the streets of Oakdale, you know what I'm saying? Just getting my little groove on, you know, trying to do a little bit of something, a little, little loudness. But there was nothing. It was just all trees there. On the Highway 10? No, the new highway. Yeah, that's 10. That's 10? Oh, 165. So I was I was oh, 165 mistaken. was two lanes. Traveling down 165. Seeing the same old busted buddy side. Who the fuck designed Popeye's parking lot? And there's a car wash right next side, people. Why not stop coming soon? But I can't stop soon enough. <laughs> so, so Coast Podcast! Yeah, we are!